0: Welcome to the Mormon Medium Podcast, where we'll talk about spirituality, the paranormal, religion, and my journey in becoming a Mormon medium. I'm Nanette Ride. Thanks for listening. and let's go have some fun.
1: Don't be afraid. Please be advised that the following episode contains information and discusses suicide and suicidal ideation. If you or someone you know is in crisis, contact the National Suicide Hotline by texting or calling the number 988. Please get help, know that you're not alone, and that you are loved. Welcome to this episode of The Mormon Medium. In today's episode, as we look beyond the veil, we are going to learn about healing and the levels and practices that it takes to go through that process. I'm Brad.
0: And I'm Nanette.
1: And we are going to be your entertainment for today as we talk about this process. So it's kind of a deep emotional, spiritual, physical journey that really takes a lot of emotion or really takes a toll on someone. So Nan, let's talk about your journey to healing and what you've done with it.
0: I'd love to. You know, going through grief, grief can be a lot of things, right? It can be the loss of someone or something. It can be a loss of a job, of a divorce. We grieve in a lot of different ways, right? But when we lose someone that we're close to, that we love, our grief can be devastating. And so it was with me. When Corey was murdered, my grief was paralyzing. It shattered me. It shattered my family. And we're still putting our pieces together nearly nine years later. For my healing journey, I have learned that it's a three-part way to heal. You have to heal body, mind, and soul. And there are three different ways. So when you have an, a strong emotion or a stress or a trauma or a great loss that causes grief, if you don't do all three of those things, you're not going to fully heal at all. You can't because you're going to hang on to that one little string of, let's say you didn't heal your mind you know, you're going to h- hang on to that and it'll pop back up. And every emotion associated with that is going to always pop back up.
1: So it's kind of like a milking stool, right? you have to have three legs on it?
0: Three legs. Yes. <laughs> a milking stool.
1: Yeah. A milking stool. We have a milking stool.
0: <laughs> All I can think about it is milking cat- cats.
1: Milking cats. <laughs> yeah. I have nipples, Fokker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we hang out We No,
1: like a legit milking a cow stool. They have three legs, right? So if it's a three-legged stool, so you have mind, body, and soul, right? Exactly. So what helped you heal your mind, body, and soul? What were the steps that you took? Because I know there are a lot of people out there who are going through situations of immense grief and they would love to have some ideas on how to move forward with that. And then I, I think we need to transition into how that helped you make your leap into mediumship and the healing practice that you do now.
0: Absolutely. You know, my, my leap into mediumship kind of came little seeds at a time as as I was notified that Corey was killed, little things were just happening right and left to me and it was scaring me. But but in order for me to not lose my mind, you know, I kind of went to trying to heal my body first. So right off the bat, what I would do is, is my mind and my stomach were not attached. And so I didn't know that I needed to eat. So I would literally go a day two days without eating anything and not be hungry and I was losing weight like crazy and I ended up getting a coach that helped me at least eat things. I, I had people that were with me that w- would be like, it's it's been a couple hours you need to eat something and we'd carry like grapes or things in my purse. but I had to learn how to come back into my body and be able to fill my body and and work with my body. I was in such stress and so numb and so checked out that it was just such shock that I couldn't I couldn't feel what was going on with my body. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it's that whole fight, flight, or freeze, right?
0: Exactly. And I was definitely, my body felt like she was dying. I would go running, and I would be so in my mind when I was running that I wouldn't realize that I didn't drink anything, or that my body was shaking, and or that I had run too much, or that I wasn't sweating anymore. Or I was so disassociated from my mind and my body because I was in such deep, deep, paralyzing grief. But I, I would run, I would hike a lot.
1: What was your running playlist?
0: <laughs> ACDC all the way. <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm a little bit deaf in the left ear because
1: of it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, I, you, you have to ask, right? I mean, absolutely. people who run and they don't listen to music, I just think that there's something wrong.
0: You know, you have, I do, that's how I checked out. And still, I'll, I'll listen to that music and it'll take me to want to run. And I'd rather die than run now. <laughs> There's yeah, no way. I
1: get it. And, I, I went through a running phase, right? And I told myself, oh, I love to run. It's so relaxing. No, I was running away from all of my issues and problems and drowning it in that exercise.
0: Ding, and ding, ding. But weren't you going through grief at the same time?
1: Absolutely. And yeah. it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy at all. And then I decided, wow, I don't like to run. I hate to run. This sucks. My back hurts. My knees hurt. But then I realized, well, I can't eat anything I want if I don't run. <laughs> That's, so I kept running so that I could eat because I love to eat. And now I don't run so much. I just eat and pack on the LBs, right? I think you're hot and sexy. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. But, but granted, though, you were running away from your grief.
1: Yeah. 100%.
0: And and that's exactly what I was doing as well. I was not eating and I was running away from my grief. I was traveling all over. I figured if I, if I kept my mind busy meeting other people and seeing beautiful places that I wouldn't feel what I was feeling inside, but I actually took those feelings with me everywhere I went. And at one point I had to turn around and look at those feelings and had to address them.
1: So basically you're running away from all of these things, but you just took them to a different location. You still had them, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So
1: what, when you had that turning point and you're like, I've got to look at this. Oh my God, what's happening. How did you look at it? How did you go about that? Did you go to therapy and counseling? And I mean, who I, did you see? I did,
0: I had one of my hero police officers. She actually got me into some EMDR counseling. That's where you hold paddles, like in your hands, in each hand. And they send a little electrical current and it, it doesn't hurt. It's just a little vibration from hand to hand. And what happens is when we go through fight or flight, our brain has to process a trauma from one side of the brain to the next and back and forth in order for us to process. And what happens is when a trauma happens, it'll get stuck in one side of the brain and then we're not able to process it. And then we just, we re- relive it like it happened yesterday over and over and over. And we get all the feelings, all the, you know, pictures, all the smells, all of it. And that turns out to be a lot of PTSD. That's what it looks like for people.
1: That sucks ass.
0: That does suck ass.
1: Yeah. Bad. <laughs>
0: really bad.
1: <laughs> so so with EMDR, did you get a, a good result from that?
0: You know, it EMDR worked really well up into a point. And I I felt so alone. I felt you know my family was shattered. My kids kind of went to their own corners of of Utah to heal. Not a lot of communication was happening. Not a lot of not a lot of support from family. And so I just felt completely alone and I just didn't think I could do it anymore. I, I didn't want to be here. I several times had thoughts of suicide and of ending my life, not because I wanted to leave my children and not because I wanted to cop out of my life, but because I felt so utterly alone and I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't, because I felt like my body was dying. I felt, i couldn't get out of the fight or flight in my brain i couldn't process where else i go from here with absolutely no no life you know no husband no kids no nothing everything that gave me purpose was gone and so in my brain i i felt stuck i i just wanted to give up i was just done and at one point i i'd taken a bottle of pills And I was in a pair of shorts, just sleep shorts and a a t-shirt and there was a whole bunch of snow outside and I went out in the middle of the pasture and I thought, you know, if the bottle pills don't give me the cold well and and I'll I'll die right here. And neither thing happened. Nothing happened. I didn't get sleepy. I didn't get anything, nothing. Like, and I was so pissed at God for not letting me just cross over and be with Corey because I, I didn't see that I had a purpose left here on this earth, and, and I didn't see a way past this brick wall that I was up against. So I I had addressed, you know, I tried things with my body. My body was healthy, but my mind was still sick, and I, I didn't know what to do after that. And so I ended up having my friend refer me to an energy worker, and I ended up going to the energy worker and... Lo and behold. No,
1: w- wait a minute. So first of all, I'm super grateful that you're still here. I think that goes without saying that there are so many people who are so glad that God didn't let things end that day, right?
0: I have to say that I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you, Brad. I wasn't going to put this in here because I'm going to cry.
1: There's I... no crying in baseball. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> but I wouldn't. I truly wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. I... On one of my desperate attempts, I had a five-way plan, and I'm not going to say what the plan was, but it was surefire solid, and I, I was a stubborn ass about it. And Brad picked me up and put me in the car and took me to my EMDR counselor. And he tried to talk me out of it, and I wasn't having it. And finally, the two of them got me to just commit to only hanging on for 24 hours. And after that, I could do whatever I wanted to, but that's all I could give them. And that's all they could get out of me. And I'm I'm a stubborn ass. You know that, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so angry at Brad for making me, taking me there. He physically picked me up and took me there. But I'm super grateful that he did. And I, I didn't go back to EMDR after that. That's when I, I get referred to the energy worker. I ended up going and laying on her table. And she started removing the beaver dams of energy and emotions that were going on inside of me that were trapping my brain.
1: I'm going to ask you to just back up just briefly and and thank you for that acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Help explain what you mean by energy worker. Was this a Reiki person? Was this somebody who, you know, took their hands and shot beams of light into your body and made you whole? I, I mean, is this somebody who thought they were a mermaid in a past life? What is this energy worker? Help me understand and help everybody listening understand what exactly that means because it, it it could entail a lot.
0: That that's a really good point, Brad. And there are different kinds of energy workers. You know that there are those. Those ones that can do laying on of hands, and there are ones that do will do Reiki. They'll do different kinds of energy work. They'll do past life regressions. There's all kinds. My energy worker that I ended up going to, she's rare, super rare. We call her Tatani. 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 The great white
1: healer. A <laughs> great
0: white healer. We do though, don't we? <laughs> Buffalo healer, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and the the methods that she uses, she's she's been doing her, energy. Her name is Tani. Her name is Tani. She's been doing energy healing and muscle balancing for 30 years. Has it, she
1: really been doing it that long? She has. I had no idea. That's yeah. super cool.
0: She she was doing this when it wasn't popular.
1: <laughs> right? She did this when it was really woohoo.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and she's really, really gifted at it. And anyway, I ended up going to her and what she does is she she does muscle testing so she'll talk to the body she'll talk to your muscles she'll talk to the spindle cells in your muscles and she will balance the muscles in the body because what happens is when we go into a fight or flight our muscles will tighten up in our jaw they'll tighten up in our arms they'll pull forward into our chest because we got to protect our core That our legs will get ready to run because we're in fight or flight right And if we hold those muscles for too long, we can really get super sick. You know, things can begin to break down and we can hold these for years and years and years and years. And my body was holding fight or flight so tightly when I was seeing Tawny that she believed she was dying. And that is why... when you
1: say she, you mean...
0: My body, I call her she. All
1: right. We just want to make sure that's (laughs) clarified, not Tawny thought she was dying. It's your body. No,
0: my body believed that she was dying. And... um. And it took it took a little bit of trust and coaxing to get my body to release the emotions that were trapped inside and, and to be able to process the traumas that I had been through. And once that started to happen, my body started to release, my muscles let go, and I started to see light at the end of the tunnel. I started to see a little bit of hope, but a little bit of time. And this process took you know, a good 18 months of going a couple of times a month into her. And these balances you can process for a couple of weeks at a time, depending on how deep the balance is, but ultimately the body will keep you safe. And so it's not going to bubble up everything at once. It's not just a one-time deal. It's a, it's a progressional thing. Cause you know, you don't get trauma all at once. You get it a little bit at a time or over a lifetime. Right. And, and so we're not going to process everything at once that would cause you to really be in danger, it'll cause your body to be in danger. So we don't we don't do that. Well, the body you, won't do that. When you do say
1: that. be in danger, like go into shock or like there's just a lot of trauma <laughs> you, coming back all at once.
0: No, you you absolutely could put a body into seizures. So You could put the body into shock. You're dealing with electrolytes when you're dealing with energy balancing. You're you're dealing with all kinds of systems in the body, your neurological system, your brain system, your central nervous system. And so when you put too much pressure and stress on those systems, they can, they can fritz, so we don't want to do that, and we, we want to support whatever healing needs to take place. And so we only – the body will tell us what it needs, and we we make those baby steps. And and that's that's what Tawny did with me, and it, it took time. But, you know, now I can talk about the things that have happened to me, and they don't equal my belief system. They don't equal the emotions that are wrapped around them. I'm safe. My body knows she's safe. My muscles are safe. I'm in a safe place and I can talk about things and I can be okay. And I'm so grateful for that because it literally saved my life. And later, later after I I got done with my healing and my my transitioning with my body, mind, and soul, and Tani gave me a call out of the blue and she was like, I had a dream. God wants you to take this class and you're supposed to join us. And I was like, Okay, and I trusted her so immensely that i just paid for it and went and then when i shut up i was like no what am i doing what am i learning <laughs> i had That's no awesome. idea
1: so now like look that sounds a little culty god wants you to do this <laughs> right we've all heard things like that let's let's talk about that is is what you're talking about with this energy balancing and whatnot that you went through is that something that is sanctioned by the mormon church
0: It is not it actually in the handbook you're kind of warned against energy workers and people that charge for energy work and um, I couldn't disagree more because we are energy centers we are made of energy and of course our body is going to hold every single stress every single trauma every single emotion that we ever experienced it's going to hold it and why wouldn't we work with the body to make ourselves whole why do we need a pill instead of working with our body our body was made perfect. All we have to do is be able to clear those energy centers and be able to be made whole. And I, I will tell you, over the years, I have had, I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I have had autoimmune issues. I had rheumatoid arthritis. I was super sick. At one point in time, I was on nine different medications. I took antidepressants. And I'm not saying it's not okay to take these things. I'm saying this is where I was and and energy healing and this healing practice help me come out on the other side. And I have none of them. I have none of these issues. I don't struggle with depression and I don't have health issues. I don't have to worry about, you know, holding those beaver dams in my body and causing the dis ease that causes sickness. Our bodies aren't meant to be sick. And it's really okay for us to be whole and to be at peace with who we are and love our bodies and love our souls. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. I love that.
0: So body, mind, and soul, you have to heal all three of those. And when you show up and you heal those things, you're able to transition those out of your energy centers and you can be whole. But what I love is that it it helps you be able to get in contact and find that peace in order to have love and healing when it comes to your grief. So through mediumship, you can have those things. You can learn that energy can be blended with energy and you can fill your loved ones and you can talk to your loved ones and it helps you with your grief. That is how I've gone through processing my grief. I miss Corey. You bet I miss him. I love him. I probably love him more than I did when he was killed. I live him in a different way. But you know what? I I also converse with him. I feel him. He's part of our life. Right, Brad?
1: Absolutely. So let me clarify, though. Is that the soul healing? So you talked about, you know, you've got to heal the mind. You talked about EMDR and going through that process. And you talked about healing the body, making sure you were eating, going to the energy healer and clearing those blockages in your meridians and your chakras is healing the soul portion is that this mediumship part?
0: It's part of it. It all of those things are part of the body, mind and soul because you know they're all three connected. But when you do the energy work, you're hitting all three. So because you're you're hitting the emotion that's associated with a trauma, you're hitting you're releasing the muscles that are associated with the trauma. So you're working on body, mind and soul all of them together. And then when you look at a grief, And and you're able to heal that grief or look at at grief in a different way that, you know, you, you don't have to be without that person. They're not gone from your life. They're not gone from you. Feeling them or having them around, you just have to tune your your dial on your radio a little bit different, and then you're able to converse with them. It just it's a different kind of relationship. That's all. The thing is, is we're never taught that that's even a possibility. It's like oh poof, they're gone, and now we just have to deal with it. But well, it's, I, I it's know not that.
1: I know growing up as an LDS kid, it was always yeah they they have you know jobs on the other side of the veil that they've got to work on, and you know they're not going to be. Here, bothering you. They've got other stuff and you can't talk to them. You can't pray to them. You can't, you know, none of those things. But that was always really interesting because you see throughout history in other cultures, how the ancestors who have passed are revered and they, they still try and commune with them. I mean, look at Mulan. You know, everyone knows the Disney show Mulan, right? Right. They have the shrine to the ancestors and ask the ancestors for help and assistance. And you see the same thing in South American heritage. So it would only make sense that that is something that we could do, right?
0: 100%. That's probably why we have an altar in our house in our living room that has all of our family that have passed on the other side. And we we honor them every day. We honor them not only on the holidays or, you know, around Halloween or whatever. We honor them every day and we think of them all the time. So I think it's super powerful and it, it bridges the gap with the other side. I mean, it's who we are. We're divine people. We're divine souls. And we should be able to continue that. Love. So
1: So how do people move into that realm and be able to feel that and to do that where they can also have that healing that you've experienced?
0: You know, the the number one thing is calming your mind, is learning how to calm your mind. And you start to meditate, even if it's for one minute a day or three minutes a day. There are some really great apps that you can download that are free guided meditations that you can do. You can do it on weight loss or, you know, personal love or, you know, sleeping or, I mean, there, there's literally Thousands and thousands. Thanks. So look them up. There's a lot of there's a lot of free apps that you can have guided meditations on. There's also some really awesome ones on YouTube that you can find. There. There's a favorite one of mine on YouTube. That's an Australian guy. I like the accent. So.
1: Of course, she does. It's <laughs> the one accent I can't really do.
0: You can do a Scottish one though. Yeah,
1: I'm fucking freezing. <laughs> that's that's it. That's as good as you get.
0: <laughs> but. but that that's the number one way. When you can calm, you can calm those voices that are in your head, the 100-mile-an-hour the thoughts, you know, especially we as women have a thousand things going on at once. When you can calm those down and have nothing going on, that's when spirit can talk to you. That's when you can ask the questions. That's And oftentimes that's what will happen is you'll, you'll be in a dream state and your loved one will come to you in a dream, and that's because you're in that state of silence and your brain is in that alpha wave state.
1: Yeah, I think we've all had those dreams, right, where someone who's passed comes to us and, you know, we're suddenly doing something with them or they're watching over us. So how real is that?
0: It's 100% real. They're there and they're there giving us a message and they're helping us not feel like we're alone because we're not. They, They don't ever leave us. And they're, they're just literally right there. We just have to tune that dial to the right frequency. And the only way you're going to learn to do that is by learning to meditate.
1: That's awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. So if you had a, a simple word of advice to people that are going through issues like this, what would it be? There's
0: really, truly light at the end of the tunnel. There's you don't have to feel alone you don't have to feel like you'll never see your loved one again because you can you can you can call on them anytime they're here to help you can even ask them to send you signs you know send send me a butterfly today or you know send me pennies today or send me oranges today and they will watch for the signs believe that they are right there because they are and as you calm your mind through meditation and you learn, where the center of you is where your peace is that's when they will talk to you and this isn't because i'm a psychic medium we all have these abilities we're all given a toolbox full of heavenly gifts it's just most of us are afraid to open the toolbox
1: that is great advice and look if you or someone you know is in crisis and is having suicidal ideations please get help. You can call or text the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. You can also call 911 if it's a life-threatening situation, but get help. Talk to someone and know you're not alone.
0: You're not alone and you are so loved.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today on The Mormon Medium.